send for the women. The women who will pray. The women who have talents, gifts, and resources. To do serious damage to demonic agendas. Send for the women. The women who will mourn. The women who haven't allowed bitterness and hate. To turn them into mere mannequins. The women who aren't so downtrodden. That they've forgotten how to feel. Send for the women who still have the ability to feel and cry. So they might wail against what the devil is doing. Send for the women who will weep and wail. The women who will mourn in sackcloth and ashes. Send for the women. The women who will wake up, everyone around them, calling out, the devil is destroying us. Death is on its way. Send for the women who will be God's warning shout to his people, his alarm system, his tornado signal, his air raid siren. The women who God will use to warn his people of the impending consequences of sin. Send for the women who have a God-given destiny to destroy the power of Satan over God's people by waking them up and calling them to a morning of repentance. Women who would teach their daughters to weep against sin and the assault of the devil. Send for the women. Women who have a destiny to open their mouth and cry against the evil that the devil has put upon God's people. Women who have ideas to be voiced, energy to be released, abilities to be exercised, power to be loosed, spiritual gifts to be expressed, prayers to be prayed. Send for the women who look toward the future. To what they can be, what they can do, what they can say, what they can pray, what they can possess that will bring glory to God. Defeat the devil and see a nation saved. Send for the women. listeners to Graceful Warrior, the podcast where faith meets fortitude. Hey, I'm your host, Monica, and I'm here to walk this journey of life with you, one step at a time. Join me as we explore the art of gracefully navigating the challenges of the world while staying true to our beliefs and embracing the warrior within. Are you ready to rise higher and embrace the light? If so, grab your sword. Let's dive in. Well, hello, Graceful Warriors. It is the last week of August. We finally got through the the summer months, and here we go, getting ready to go into the fall, right? It's exciting. We are almost done with this year. So it's exciting because the Lord is moving. The Lord is is acting. He is not just sitting on the throne, twiddling his thumbs and seeing what the people of the earth are doing. He is alive and well, and he rules and reigns, and he is active in the hearts of men, right? So <clears throat> this could be a little different today. I had really kind of just been thinking what I would talk about and, and subject matter and or Bible study and it was one of those where it's it's time to just come and express my heart to you guys. And the reason that I have called this page The Graceful Warrior is because that is what the Lord has called me to be and to express that and to encourage you as as the warrior of God. And and you are warriors because see when you gave your life to the Lord, and he wrote your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. You are now part of his army. We are all part of the kingdom. 
the kingdom of God. And when you have a kingdom, there is law and order. There are warriors that protect it. And it's the body of Christ. Even though we are his bride, there are those that have been called as warriors. There are those that have been called as the worship team. There are those that have been called to serve, to teach, to preach, to sing. You, you know what I'm saying? We all have gifts according to the grace given us. And for those that are called as warriors or, you know, you're here, but you're like, hey, Monica, I'm a worshiper or I'm a prayer warrior, <laughs> you know, then you are called to those gifts. And it all still applies to us no matter what gift we are given. Amen. And so I just wanted to encourage you. We, I'm sure you are well aware that we are living in the last days. You know, um, you even have President Trump talking about, you know, this is it. This is the last fight. He even says that. And this truly is the last fight for America, but not only for America, but the entire world. It is much bigger than what the non-believers see. And I have been just really avoiding all of the political strife and the political goings on out there um, for the past couple weeks. And um, it was for mainly because of the time just spent with the Lord. And in that time, I was watching on fire pastors that I follow online uh, from across the states and as I begin to watch, and there's like three of them that I absolutely love. And I started watching them over the weekend. And one would say, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Another one would say, it's time to arise, church. It's time, time to shout. It's time to roar. And then another one would say, that we have to put on the full armor of God, Ecclesia. It is our time now. And I was like, put it all together. And what have you got? You know, it is time, church. It is time, warriors, to get out there and, and roar back to the Lord. We are with you in this fight for the kingdom. And, and it was amazing. In my own personal Bible reading, I just got done with Leviticus and I know, you know, Leviticus is hard because it's just like, if they even breathe wrong, they are called to sacrifice an animal, right? And so I'm just like, but in all of that, I was like, Lord, even here. And so this really like spoke to me because of watching all of the three pastors that I what they were saying and sharing, the prophecies that they were giving, and then looking back on the prophetic voices of like Kim Clement and how all of those is coming to fruition. And this really struck a chord with me, and it's in Leviticus 26. And I'm reading from the NIV, and those that have followed me for some time, you know I read from the NIV when I do podcasting. Um, 
I have all of, I have the New King James Version. I have the King James Version. And so what I'm saying to you is stick with what you have. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Okay. So the NIV. And it's uh, Leviticus 26. And it is the end of uh, verse 36. And right here, um, the Lord and in this chapter, he's talking about the reward for, for obedience by the Israelites. And he's talking about the reward if they turn their backs on the Lord and how he will punish them severely if they disobey and turn from the Lord. But in verse 36, this is what stuck out. He said, after he has dealt, dealt with their disobedience, he says, as for those of you who are left, I will make their hearts so fearful in the lands of their enemies that the sound of a wind-blown leaf will put them to flight. That's pretty scary when any noise, you are so on edge. You're like, what was that? And you run, right? But here's what I want to capture. It's this part of the verse right here. It says, they will run as though fleeing from the sword and they will fall even though no one is pursuing them. Verse 37, it says, they will stumble over one another as though fleeing from the sword even though no one is pursuing them. And so I want to flip over uh, to Proverbs 28 real quick and just show you that even though that was there in Leviticus, what does the Lord say in Proverbs? And um, let me see, first, or chapter 28, and it's in verse 1. It says, the wicked flee, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. And, you know, for me, I was like, wow, Lord. I mean, Solomon wrote Proverbs, and he was supposed to be the wisest, right? Uh, there ever lived on the, on the face of the earth. He was the wisest. But then God goes all the way back in Leviticus that the Lord says that he will deal with the Israelites so harshly if they disobey him that they will run even though no one pursues them. But then he goes on and tells us that the wicked flee, though no one pursues them. But then he goes on to say, but you warriors, the righteous, the righteous are as bold as a lion. And when we think of a lion and the boldness and the roar and the presence that they, they expel, right? You know, when, when a lion roars, it's heard for what, I think it's like two to five miles out. They announce their presence. This is my territory. This is all mine. If you come into this, there will be repercussions, right? And so I began to think, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. And it really hit me with all of the teachings over the weekend and and roaring back to the Lord and saying, we are with you. We are as bold as a lion. We will roar and we will claim our territory. And if you, the enemy, 
you know, uh, the, the, the spirit of depression, Satan, if it's the spirit of anxiety, if it's those attacks, if it's fear, if it's, you know, whatever that we, we, as the body of Christ, whatever we deal with in our day-to-day life, we will stand and roar and go, no, this is my territory. You have crossed over and you're wrong. And dealing with the enemy like that. And it it calls for a boldness. It says the righteous are as bold as a lion. And remember when Moses died and the Lord came to Joshua and he says, Joshua, my servant Moses has is gone. He is no more. And you are the one to lead the Israelites into the promised land. And so God begins to tell Joshua that he has to be bold, courageous. And, and the Lord repeats it to him to like, like three times. He tells him, you have to be bold. You cannot fear. And then he says, I command you, do not be afraid. Be courageous. And then the Lord gives him instructions on how to lead the Israelites into Canaan, the promised land. And it's the same thing for you as the body of Christ out there. We have been so sugarcoated with, well, we have to just love and pray for the world. It's wicked. It's this. It's that. Oh, don't get involved. Oh, no, I don't get involved in politics. That's separation of church and state. No, it is time to get involved. That's why we have these problems, because the body of Christ, the church, is not trained to say, I'm going to get in the PTAs at school. I'm going to go run and help in city council, or I'm going to be a secretary in city council. I'm going to be a note taker in city council. I'm going to go get involved in city council. I'm going to go to meetings when the mayor has meetings. I'm going to show up and be the courageous, bold voice as a representation of the body of Christ or the representation of the Lord Almighty himself. You know, it's just... Where are we? We tend to just go, oh, no, I'm not. I don't get involved. And that's why believers, warriors, that's why we are in the mess that we are in. Because we have sat back and we have allowed the world to take up the arms that we laid down and go, well, I guess I don't need my sword. I guess I don't need my shield. I guess I don't need my helmet. We've laid it down. And the world has picked it up and said, well, we're running with it. And they're the ones making a sound. They're the ones that are, we have, it's okay to love another man. It's okay to love another woman. It's okay to tell our kids that it's that if you want to be a boy, when you're really a girl, it's okay to say to hate the church. It's okay to watch pornography. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No wonder we are where we are. We have let the world take over, and it's time to take our weapons back. That's what the Graceful Warrior is all about, is going, no, enough is enough. The body of Christ needs to stand up, stand on the word of God, because it says, my God is a consuming fire. 
he a consuming fire remember the fire that he as he showed himself as a pillar of fire to the israelites as he led them through the wilderness by night do you think anybody approached it look at pharaoh he, he you know when when the israelites were at the red sea it says that the spirit of the lord moved from that fire that pillar of fire from leading them in the front, he came around to the back of the Israelites and he presented himself as that pillar of fire and even Pharaoh and his men because they approached them at one point. They could have taken them, but God stood in between the Israelites and Pharaoh and the men and the men would not and could not approach the Israelites. And it's that same God. Jesus says, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. So when we go and stand by faith, and Jesus tells us that we, uh, the righteous, are as bold as a lion. Why would he tell us that if he knew that we would be too scared to get involved? Well, what could happen? They could arrest me. They could do this. They could see the word. They could. But look what they did to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And what happened? Jesus showed up in the, in the fiery furnace with them and danced with them. And they came out, not even scorched. Their hair didn't smell like smoke. They didn't even smell like smoke. They came. And guess what? The king bowed down. And it's time. It's time to say, will you stand up? Even, yes, even if it comes to losing your own life. I mean, think of it this way. Do you think, you honestly think that the, the old church from all of the disciples all throughout history, that they lost their life and that we won't? You think that we're not going to lose our life for standing up for the word of God? And then check this out. If you think about it, Jesus has said each time when he was walking on earth and when uh, Lazarus' sister and all them, they came, Mary and all them, they came and got Jesus to raise Lazarus and to tell him, not to raise Lazarus, but to tell him that Lazarus had died. And Jesus waited for so many days before he ends up coming up and tells the people to move the stone away to call Lazarus out, right? Well, why did he wait so long? And what did he say? Jesus had compassion on them because they were hurt and they were crying because their brother had died, right? But Jesus goes on to say, he's not dead. He's just sleeping. What did Jesus say to, remember when the guy that worked for, I can't even remember his name, and, and to find it, I know it's in the first few books. It could be Matthew, Mark, or Luke, and I cannot remember where. But um, there was a man that worked in um, worked for the Pharisees, and he came and got Jesus and the little girl. His little girl was sick, and he asked Jesus, hey, will you come and see my little girl? She's sick. She's dying. You know, I know that you perform miracles. Well, by the time Jesus gets there, the little girl had died, right? 
and everybody's coming out and they're like crying and weeping. Hey, she's dying. She's dead. You know, you're too late. All of this. Well, Jesus goes in there and he's like, she's just sleeping. And they all laughed, right? They all laughed at Jesus. But Jesus goes in there and he wakes her up. And you know how Jesus says that we will never die because we have eternal life. And we sit there and we go, well, what do you mean we have eternal life? We're going to die somehow. Or will we die because we won't take the mark? The fear of that. People, a lot of people fear that. But I'm like, at first, yeah, it scared me, to be honest. It scared me. Because I was like, Lord, am I going to be brave enough? Am I going to be as bold as a lion to say no to the mark? No one that I could lose my life. I mean, we don't know if we will be here for that. There's so many, oh, pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, all of that. And whether we're not going to be here when the mark comes out or if we are going to be here, you know what, plainly, I don't even care. I just know that my salvation is secure in Christ, whether I'm here for it or not. And... And so going back to what I was saying is that Jesus said that we will live forever. We will never die because our soul is secured. Our spirit is secured in Jesus, right? So how can we lose our life if our spirit or if Jesus says that we'll never lose our life? Because Jesus looks at death as sleeping. And I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at, isn't that weird? Isn't that amazing? I mean, because our heart stops. Even when the Lord created Adam, he had to breathe life into him to wake him up. Pretty interesting, right? So, you know what? It is time. Graceful warriors, if you listen to this podcast all over the world, I see you all across America. I see you when I go and look at where people are listening from. It's amazing to see it. It changes throughout the week. Sometimes it's in the Philippines. Sometimes it's India. Sometimes it's Colombia. Sometimes it's France. And then it's all over and in, in across the states. A lot of you are listening in Virginia, and it's amazing. And you have people in Idaho. And so I just want to encourage you guys, it is time. You have that full armor of God on for a reason. Take back your territory. Claim your territory. Stop weeping for your prodigals. Start praying that they will walk in the path that God has chosen for them. That really changed my perspective in, in going, wow. To be bold as a lion, to claim the territory and go, wait a minute, my boys are my territory, even though they're grown and on their own. Those are my boys. You have crossed the line. You have crossed over into enemy territory. And so I began to just claim the blood of Jesus over my boys who are not saved. I have began to, to pray over their, their calling to pray over their purpose and say, the word of God says that our young men will prophesy and our old men will have dreams. So I began to just pray. 
I call you back in the name of Jesus. I have trained you up in the word of God. And the word says, when I train you up in the word of God, you will not depart from it. The seed has been planted in you. So return to the word, return, because your calling is at hand. Your purpose is at hand. And I have been praying that over my boys and claiming what is mine is the Lord's and what is the Lord's is mine. So in Jesus' name, Satan, you've got to go. Get your hands off my boys. I've been I have been binding up the, the, the spirit of alcohol, the spirit of, of drugs, the spirit of depression, the spirit, you know, anything that would that be enticing to my boys, that they would see that and they would go, wow. To drink, that is, this is getting really old. I find no pleasure in, in it anymore. And they would go, I need something new. I need a new fire. And that, see, Kim Clement even prophesied that our prodigals will say, I want to go to the house of the living God. So I have been saying, you will say, I want to go to the house of the living God. You will return. You will have prophecy have come from your mouth. And so switch our, our prayers around. Be bold as a lion. Claim your territory. And when the enemy crosses over, then you rip him to shreds like a lion and you tear him up with the word of God. And so I just wanted to encourage you guys today. Be bold. Make the enemy run so fast, so afraid that they think that a wind-blown leaf is the enemy coming after them. Because that's what is said in Leviticus. For the Israelites to disobey, they would be so fearful that even a wind-blown leaf would send them running. So I, I say, Lord, so as you said to the Israelites, so I claim it on the enemies that decide to come into the territory of where I walk. Because I walk on holy ground. Because the Lord is with me. He never leaves me nor forsakes me. So I walk on holy ground. So it's time to, to put on your armor. It's time to stand for what you believe in. To not hide. The, en the, the enemy is out there. And I need you on the battlefield with me. I need you to stand next to me. And raise a hallelujah and say, Hail, hail, Lion of Judah. Right? <laughs> All right. Until next time, remember that God loves you and that he never forsakes you. And my favorite verse. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear. For I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, all of the troubles and, and trials of life, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And if you believe that, then you stand up and roar and be as fierce and bold as a lion. Until next week, I love you. Be blessed.
everybody. I just wanted to come on here and say, hey, have you checked out the Graceful Warrior store yet? Man, there's all kinds of products on there from you could get die cut stickers to a pint glasses, hoodies, even a weekender tote bag for the ladies that like to carry all of your things in your day to day. Hey, we've got the kids going back to college or to classes right now over that favorite teacher. You might want to think of those gifts coming for the holidays. Yes, it's right around the corner. So go on to the Graceful Warrior store. The link is in the show notes and take a look at that. And there's things on there that you could bless another believer with or Christmas gifts. All right, now back to the show. Well, as our time together comes to a close, remember my fellow graceful warriors that the path of faith is a journey of constant growth and transformation as well as challenges but stay strong stay courageous and let your grace shine bright as ever if you found inspiration and guidance in today's episode be sure to subscribe to graceful warrior on your favorite podcast platform or even on my page here at captivate and share the light with others who are seeking God's path of faith and strength in their own lives. And until next time, keep your hearts open and your spirits abound.